Poppet of the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. Hello, this is Poppet of the People. I'm Nate, and with me is Peter. Hello. Chris. Hi. And our special guest, Mr. Dan. Hey, allihop. Um, uh, today we have a little bit on the uh, on the list here. We have some some articles, but more importantly, we have the Popper Gauntlet, and we're gonna let Dan talk about that in just a little bit. We just uh, have some 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 news to go over. Um, I don't know if the, the, some articles on MTGO Strat. Uh, David 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 Schaffer has a. His Thoughtcast Past and Future, which is a really good article, talks about the 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 banning of temporal fissure and possibly where 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 to, where, they're, where, they're, where we're going from here. So it's a pretty interesting article. Um, and then we had Greystone commute article called "A Commune with the Gods" about about hexproof auras. Um, and that article talks about the card "Commune with the Gods" from the new set. It with uh, as a added added card into the Aras deck, which I I know he's right on this because I read the whole article, but I, I'm really really hoping people don't catch on <laughs> <laughs> because this card is completely gross <laughs> with this deck. <laughs> yeah, it just it slows it down, and I don't know that Aras I don't know that Aras can afford to be slower. Yeah, it slows it down a little bit, but being able to go being able to go deeper in the library, deeper in the library, and being able just to get whatever the heck you want to really get in there is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it'll but, be used in standard popper easily, but I don't know if it fits in the classic list. But yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's worth trying out, even if, even if it turns out to be not good. I mean. Today, for instance, I I was uh, when I was donating plasma, I, I had a chance to get online on MTGO, and I played this kid who took the took the rebels list and took the post out and went with the Urza, the Urza's Urza's lands, and I have to say it, the it works, the it's not bad. I mean, the the I list works you. with Urza's. I believe you, but didn't you donate plasma last week too? I do it. I do it twice a week. Oh, you can't. You oh. can do that. Yeah, twice a week. Okay, I thought it was like blood, where you can only do it once every six weeks, and you're no, like you're like killing yourself with. No, noted. you can go. You can go twice a week, and it's like right, this month is twenty dollars the first visit and forty dollars the next visit. So what? I need to do that. It's like sixty bucks a week for me right now, and it's all spending money for me. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to start donating plasma. <laughs> but yeah. But no, I had a chance to play a kid that was using the Urzas in the uh, in the rebel list, and let me tell you, it's freaking annoying because he can instant drop the uh, bound in silence. Yeah, it's a little unnerved. It's a little bit annoying when you're like, "Bam!" getting ready to attack, and they you're all set up to go, and then they bound bound they bound your. Uh, your your kiln fiend or your Nivix Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, sounds sounds. The That's one really makes the rebel deck work now. Yeah, 
And the one game that I the, and then one I went two one against them. The one game I did win, he, I did get all my kiln fiends successfully bounded. The only reason why I won is because I I, I was drawing burn spells. Wow. <laughs> I had to take I had to really let the stretch the burn spells out and to get there it was ridiculous. <laughs> Don't you play fling in the sideboard? I didn't. I on, on game two I didn't I. What I took out, I took out uh, two cards and added uh, the Mizium skins to try to give my guys hexproof till end of turn. Oh, that works too, I guess. But I didn't draw them, so I had to stretch it out with burn spells just to get that last, the last ten damage in. It sucked. <laughs> I'm like, come on, burn spell. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool. I got a chance to chat with that kid the whole time chat with that guy the whole time he was playing and we were just kind of talking about the 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 uh, banning of post and all that and stuff so it wasn't like the guy I was playing was a complete douche or anything we were just just, just you know talking and BSing the whole time we're playing it was pretty cool so, so maybe any uh, monocolor post deck works with the Tron lands nah I, I, I still agree I'm still going to have to defer to Peter and agree with him that when it comes to the control list, having Glimmer Post and being able to gain life and get yourself out of death like over and over again is still better. Yeah, but, but the mono uh, monocolored uh, post decks were not very much. No, the monocolors yeah, the monocolored decks I think could survive because you can still add enough of the basic lands in there and has to because you're still using the map to get hey, your that, stuff. That means that you could play the old uh, mono blue control post, maybe. Oh, then, then maybe you need glimmer post. Yeah. I mean, well... Well, yeah, I suppose you could... Uh, maybe. See, now you say this, and now, you're gonna, now I'm going to go to work tonight when I have all this free time, and now I'm going to start messing with this crap. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. Give me something else to do. <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing better to do anyways, Nate. Stop complaining. Yeah, I know. It is true. That is a good point. That that actually might... Wow. Mm, remember Whoa. the Blight Widow Infect decks, too. Oh, I yeah. just gained a level. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that uh, that article uh, is out there. The Commune with Gods. Uh, check it out. <laughs> um, good, Both great articles. And I think... Uh, I, I'm... I have been the last few weeks uh, been throwing these articles out there because just letting highlighting these articles because they're good articles for anyone who plays Popper online to read. So just like giving a little bit of highlight out or I like uh, pointing them out that they're there and they're available for anyone to read. Um, so they're good. Um, and then in other news, we have Wizards team. The Wizards teams lost the cup two thirty three to two hundred one. So the community has it back. <laughs> so nice. good for the community. They weren't going to let they weren't going to let wizards hold it for that long. But that's cool. There's an article on that on the on the on the uh, Magic website there. But uh, other than that, that's all I really have for news. Um, we'll start with Dan. What you've been playing lately? I actually could not let Flickergate die, so I played <laughs> the PDC Magic PRE last night, and yes. I finally won some games. <laughs> uh, 
but I ended up in fifth place, and it was a top four playoff. So even though I actually managed to win with it, I didn't make top four. So um, and then I've been playing the gauntlet, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, other than that, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been doing, Chris? Uh, well, decided to uh, stop playing popper daily events until Fissure, you know, gets becomes a thing. But I've been ta- I've been testing with a lot of uh, grindy control decks: Zorius Kitty, Blue Black Trinket, Mono Black Control, Mono Blue Control. Uh, I went to the Theros pre-release. It was a good time. How'd that go for you? Uh, it went pretty awful. My rares were about the only playable cards I got in my whole pool. <laughs> wow. Ouch. Yeah, I've yeah, been uh, hearing that the sealed pool is hard. It's really <laughs> hard, man. I, I looked at it and I had, I had about a, uh, I chose blue and I had, I had like 15 playable blue cards and they weren't even really that good. I didn't have any flyers or any bounce spells. Um, <laughs> so I was relying Jesus. on the damn. On the monstrosity dudes and the Triton, the uh, wave crash dude. Yeah, the the one the one four that taps down their dudes. Yeah. Return. Yeah, I was re- relying on that and some uh, Triton tactics to get me through. And then, like looking at my other colors, I had about three playable cards from each other color. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like I can go with green and get some solid creatures, or I can go with red and get a couple lightning strikes, or I can go with black and get like the death touch. Uh, bestow guy and you know a couple of like decent removals like the six drop removal spell and viper's kiss or can go with white and get a couple of a couple of weenies with heroic but uh it basically what it came down to is just like there was nothing i had like 18 playable cards and i sort of squeezed a blue green deck and i went uh went two two drop Hmm. yeah yeah so that was like actually the first pre-release I've been to in uh, a year and a half where I didn't do I didn't win packs. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is awesome. That's crazy. Uh, and then I've been doing some M14 drafts online, doing pretty solid in those. My uh, limited rating is now a 1782 limited rating. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's cool. So, M14 is a fun set to draft. Yeah, I, I, that's all from M14 too. I I was. I totally tanked at the end of a uh, RTR block draft. My rating was down to like, yeah. like sixteen fifty or something like that. And yeah, M fourteen is really good. For, really good to me though. Oh yeah, I've I've drafted M fourteen like three times, and I think every single one of my drafts turned it out turned out really good. Like every single one of them, I ended up, other than every single one of them, I either ended up two two or higher. I think all of them just pretty easy to get. You get that the, your first five cards, and you pretty much know what direction you're going. Yeah, I've so had, I've had the most success with actually red white aggro. It's, yeah, it's usually like got a sliver sub theme with a couple of battle slivers and some oh. slivers and stuff like that. Yeah, but that's the that's probably the deck I've had the most success with. It's just yeah. straight up red white aggro. I've actually used Rakdos. Rakdos has been pretty good for me. You know, every time I try to draft that, it just fails. Like, I always try to draft the Black-Red Sacrifice deck, and it always ends up like this. I always end up with one Act of Treason and a million Sacrifice effects, or yeah. three Act of Treasons and one Sacrifice effect. Yeah, it, it comes down for me, it was the Academy. The Academy uh, Raider or whatever. I still hate that guy. It works, though. Oh. <laughs> it works with that deck, though. <laughs> so so awful to play a 1-1 one, one for 3 in red. Yeah, but 
having crap in your hand and being able to discard and draw a card when he hits is actually what what what, what wins it. <laughs> yeah. Really puts it over the top. <laughs> so that's it. But, yep. Uh, Peter, what have you been doing? Uh, I don't have a lot of little EDH here and there, and then a lot of Momir Vig. Momir Vig. What are you playing? Are you playing that online? Yeah. Let me tell you, it's a wonky and fun little thing, but sometimes it is the most frustrating thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like getting, what is it, Phage, and just going, <laughs> well, that was fun, kids. <laughs> Phage and blues. <laughs> that sucks. It happens, but uh, it is, it's fun. And you... In a form like that, you start looking uh, at cards you've never looked before and going like, this could be useful. This is good. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. But, yeah, fun to explore a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, what have I been doing? Um, I We just started our... the. I work at the Soccer Rapids Middle School here in the uh, St. Cloud area, and we just started our, our magic... Our, our gaming club for the year, which I have lots of magic players in. And uh, wanted to get the the kids at the school a card shop experience in the in the school, so I p- really put it out there on Facebook for anyone that had a whole bunch of bulk rares and uncommons to, that they didn't want. Um, commons, uncommons, just bulk didn't want them. Just donate them because I came up with a method a method of uh, payment so the kids could actually get new cards without paying anything. I basically uh, they trade card for card. And I, I figured out a way of doing it to get it all up, and uh, I had a big donation come in from one of my ex, one of my, one of my past coworkers from the dugout. He donated like uh, four three-row boxes of magic cards. Oh, nice. yeah, it was a lot of cards. So I've I have been going through sorting those, getting the trade book out, and all, working up a trade book for the kids. And uh, basically, got hammered through sorting all of that out in a short amount of time because I had some friends buy for some friends help me out. Um, been playing EDH, been playing a lot online. Um, that's about it. Just had my my kid my kid my my kid's birthday party was this weekend, so I was busy all weekend with the, with the birthday party. And then on the second day, it was all uh, hey, let's take out the toys and get all that taken care of. So, but yeah, that's all I've really been up to, hey, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so, another little minor, minor announcement. Uh, I talked about mm-hmm. the Battle battle for Charity a while back. Yeah. Uh, they're actually, they've uh, collected $1,000, over $1,000. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I know uh, the last big push was from a streamer on Twitch called Soulbush1. Yeah, um, it's a pretty popular streamer, and I know he he collected like over five hundred dollars today in donations. Oh so, wow, that's awesome! Um, <laughs> yeah, so and the big, goal was five hundred. Right? Yeah, the original goal Before was five hundred, and they collected that within the first two weeks, I think, and then, um, you know, and then they still had Soulbush One's thing to go, and he collected another like five hundred. So that was pretty nice. awesome. Um, that's cool. So big shout out to Jason Siri for organizing the battle for charity and uh making it all happen especially with collecting this much money was pretty awesome uh that's that's good well thanks to thanks to him that's 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 a lot of good work for a good cause yeah so it's awesome popper gauntlet all right ready 
No? Yeah. Yes? All right. Take it away, Dan. Popper Gauntlet. How is it going? Okay. First, a brief uh, description of what I'm doing. Uh, I want to try to glorify it so people don't realize that I'm just sitting there playing magic by myself in the <laughs> practice room <laughs> and talking about it. Uh, so I, I made a call for decks uh, in July. Uh, we ended up with 47 decks that went into a race in the tournament practice room. So every round uh, they would play, and if they lost, they would be eliminated. After round two, one eliminated deck was voted back, and that was Icy Hot Hotty. GPH uh, Snake's Elemental uh, combo deck sits evoking a lot of elementals such as Smaldrifter and Mornwelk and then Undying Evil or flickering it, uh, flickering them so uh, to create quite big effects. Uh, that deck returned. Uh, I played round three and now I had 11 decks left after round three. Uh, but the bannings happened. So uh, we had to decide what to do <laughs> with Simic Storm Post, which was one of the 11 decks, then, uh, which included the, the full set of posts and three temporal fissures. And we had uh, a lot of ideas about this, and uh, we made an article on MTGeostrat. Finally, we decided to have a vote, and people voted for Simic Storm Post to die. <laughs> so it was disqualified. It was voted down. <laughs> yes, people were like, die, Fisher, die. Uh, so it died. So there are now 10 decks uh, in the gauntlet. We didn't, we won't try to replace it with something else. Uh, David Chaffer refused to try to build a, a gimped version. And it felt unfair to bring any other deck in at this yeah. point. Uh, finally, all 10 decks that are left are claimed by someone. I ran a competition for four Steam wins, uh, and some decks were claimed very late, just a few days ago. But all the 10 decks now have a champion, and that champion will get four Steam wins if that deck wins. Nice. So, any questions so far? Nope. <laughs> what are the nope. decks that are left? Yeah, what are the decks? Yeah, I'll go through the list. Uh, the first deck is uh, Five Color Green. It's a really strange deck. A reality acid control deck, sort of the grandfather of Azorius Kitty, created by Shift 4 in uh, 2012. It has 14 forests and five colors. <laughs> and it's just a blast to play if you get the lands. It's so strange. And it has actually managed to win every round. So it's uh, still in the competition, using Real oh. Acid and Parallax Dementia to destroy everything. Ick. Uh, yeah, and the sideboard <laughs> has 11 land destruction spells. Oh my god. <laughs> I am allowing the Brewers to update their decks for the bannings now. I, I think round 6 at least will be played after the bannings uh, have gone into effect on October the 2nd. But uh, this, I have no contact with Shift 4, so he can't update this deck, so that's a disadvantage for uh, Fire Colour. The second deck is Icy Hot Hotty, as I mentioned. Uh, by far the most popular deck in the gauntlet. It was voted back, and uh, uh, as soon as you mention this in a video, the, the views go through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, why people are so fond of this, but... Uh, it, it really appeals. It even kicked out flying dinosaurs in the vote back. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
the third deck is Illusory Tricks. This is a mono blue tempo deck that is not Delver. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah, it's an Illusions deck uh, with the Krovican Mist. Oh yeah, I've heard about that deck. Didn't uh, who was it? Uh, one, we had what guest was it? We had on. We had uh, someone ba- a while back talk about that deck when he was on the show. Can't remember off the top of my head. Which it's who, sort of like playing Delver in an alternate reality. Yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but it's winning, and uh, that was one of the decks I hadn't played at all before the Gauntlet, so I didn't have much hope for it. But it's doing all right. Uh, deck number four is Mono Blue Control, and I'm using a list by DD Fan uh, that I found in a foro daily. So uh, it's just ton of counterspells. You had a bit of opinions on this deck, right, Chris? Yeah, I, d- I didn't particularly like this list. I like the uh, uh, the cantrip version much better, the one with uh, preordains and ponders. Vice uh, this one, this list runs like think twice's and stuff that are, are that's where this card advantage comes from. Uh, but I like the cantrip version a lot better, personally. One thing I've learned through the Gauntlet, I've now played uh, 97 matches, I think. Wow. And uh, I, it really helps if I like a deck. <laughs> and this, this is a list I like. This is the way I want to play Mono Blue Control. And I think that helps the deck a lot. Because it sort of thinks the way I think. And some decks are just, are just so incredibly hard to figure out what they wanted to do, pretty much. So... Some decks were eliminated by me playing them really badly, and some have gone far by appealing to me. Uh, deck number five is this really strange deck you've probably never heard of. It uses like forests and little green creatures, such as Nettle Sentinel and Skargan Pitskalk, and you have like 17 growth spells, and you put Rancor on them, and you attack. It's like. <laughs> the most amazing thing. I named it Stompy. It's just crushing everything. Not surprising. That's what Stompy does. Yeah, Stompy's a good solid deck. (laughs) It's one of the decks that haven't lost a duel yet. Yeah. Uh, I shared the the mono blue control list that I like. Ah. Deck number six. It's a deck not but managed as far as and I've, the Goblins videos have become notorious because I miss stuff all the time, but it still wins. <laughs> so the guy who created the deck is like crying, Dan, you have to think about these things, we talked about this, and I'm like, ah, I bought them, and I, somehow I win. <laughs> yeah, you, see, you keep doing that with Mono Blue Control too, I comment on your videos, just about every one of your Mono Blue Control videos, you miss a Piracy Charm kill. And I'm like, Dan, yeah, we talked about this. <laughs> they are just like goblins. <laughs> we talked about this. Uh, you I can kill people with piracy charm. <laughs> I think I might uh, be able to do that next time, actually. I will hit myself several times in the head before playing, and then I will remember it. <laughs> uh, I lost track of how many decks. This was six decks. The seventh yeah. deck is blue-black trinket control, which surprisingly works for me. That's why. interesting. Why that, I, I always like the drink control deck. Though. I, that I deck's don't understand. Fun. I don't understand how that deck would work for you, Dan. <laughs> I think I played 
I played a lot of different poker decks, but I probably played as many matches with Trinket as uh, about 680 at this point. Wow. Uh, it's probably what I played with all other decks combined. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that deck, but I'm still doing making mistakes. I got, uh, for the last video, I got somebody pointed out a mistake, and I was like, no, not after 680 matches. <laughs> But there it was. I'd like to talk about the next deck uh, because it's uh, a combo deck. And it's a combo deck that contains no banned cards. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a good, good thing. It's named uh, Love Train by its creator, GPH Snake. And one of my principles is to let the brewer name the deck and then go with that name. Uh, this has created a lot of stupid jokes on my part when I play the deck, but... Uh, basically, it's a Freed from the Real Axeman Guardian combo deck that has <laughs> a lot of redundancy <laughs> so that it can uh, survive until it can get the combo online. And his testing shows amazing results with this deck. So it's uh, it looks to be viable, at least the Tier 3 deck, after, uh, after the bannings have gone into effect. So I think this should be further tested. It's really easy to combo with it. Hmm. And then you uh, use uh, Viridian Longbow 20 times for the kill. <laughs> Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> while, while the walls and the longbow have kept you alive, you can get this. If you can't counter this deck, it's very hard to deal with. <laughs> and I actually played him with Trinket and he, he was just, I have to lose to something. Please play me. Uh, and he won. <laughs> So I think this this might be a sleeper. Yeah. It's uh, undefeated in the gauntlet. Next deck is uh, Delver Fiend. Oh. Yes. I should lose one duel. No, it didn't. Okay, it's also undefeated. Yeah, I like hearing that. It's one of my favorite decks. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I like Delver Fiend. <laughs> what list yeah, are you using? You did. Uh, and the last deck out of the 10 is Boros Kitty, the uh, red-white Kuldortha Rebirth artifact uh, bounce uh, grind mid-range torture hell. Uh, it has uh, Perilous Murrinet, doesn't it? No. No? Oh. That is my enemy. That is That card is my enemy. I hate that card. <laughs> it's nothing in there. Thank God. Does have Glint Hawks and Sky Fishers and uh, Wellsprings and all the good things. Nice. Uh, so those are the ten decks. Uh, what are your predictions for the winner? I'm putting it behind Delphine because it's my favorite deck. I want to go right there and say that. My money's on Stompy. Uh, I don't That's know. Safe. Dan's a Dan's not the best Stompy pilot, I will admit. <laughs> Oh, so you like my Delver game, but not my Stompy game. I think you're a better Delver player than you are a Stompy player. No, I played a lot more with Stompy. Oh. Okay. Uh, I think Mono Blue Control. Alright. Uh, so what I will do now is to play uh, round 4 and 5, probably before the bannings. And then I will up the pace. And uh, we should have a winner. Sweet. 
I don't know. I haven't done this before, so it might be the case that we go into a lot of rounds because, like, both decks are winning or both decks lose and I have to replay the round. Yeah. It's alright. But I expect to win about 70% now at this point with the best decks left and, uh, yeah, now having some experience with all the decks. Yeah. I played a practice round with every deck that is left, and uh, only I actually managed to lose with uh, Delbrafin. <laughs> oh, okay, you're going to win that game. Green. <laughs> and the other eight won. Yeah, yeah. I think Delbrafin's going to lose though, because a lot of people are testing these uh, black base control decks, and Delbrafin does a real tough time with black base control decks. Oh yeah. Between the discard, just the creature removal doesn't have enough to spare, and if you get rid of any of the things that their Mizium skins, then they're just kind of dead on board. Yeah, and Mizium skin doesn't necessarily work too against verdicts and edicts. Yeah, pretty much. So, so you played dispel. Yeah. I I I guess I played I, I played like I said I Delver my favorite deck. It's the one deck that I whenever I get sick of playing any other deck and I want to go back and play and win and use Delver and. Uh, Dispels do it for me, even against the Edict cards. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just going to Dispel. Yeah. You just have to wait another turn. The the thing is, your, your matchup with Delrafine, if you're going into your Edict decks and all that, instead of trying to go off on turn four, or, you know, trying to go off turn three, turn four, you have to sit back and wait for it. You, you, you end up forcing yourself to sit back and, and, and wait a few more turns to make sure you have the land... So to stop, because you know when you attack, you're going against the Edict, but they're going to try Edicting you. So you just wait an extra turn or two till you have the mana, and then have that dis... Yeah. Naturally. Spell ready, basically. I, but I, but I, I'm a, I do agree with you. Yeah, the Edict deck, Edict is hard for that deck. But it's, it's just a matter of uh, playing a little bit smarter and being a little bit more watchful, you know. It's easy to easy enough to play around for me. Yeah. So. And then you just gotta take the deck further than it wants to go. <laughs> yeah, and you're, and you're also gonna run into the Delver players too, and uh, yeah. yeah, Delver fiends. I don't know. I, I've I've never lost to a Delver fiend deck as a Delver player. Not not the match anyway. You, yeah. you occasionally drop a game or whatever because they yeah. swing through your counter spells, but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't lose matches to them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it all depends. Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's it, like I said, it's a deck with its flaws. But let me tell you, when it works, it is glorious. <laughs> yeah. I love swinging in for twenty damage in one turn. Makes me feel good. <laughs> yep. I had this guy. I played. Delrufin has eliminated more decks than any other deck in the gauntlet. <laughs> And I had someone play Delrafine against me, and I gained 20 life somehow, and he did 40 points of damage. <laughs> Holy moly. So I still died. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's interesting to see the tournament practice room metagame, which is very different from the daily events metagame. Yeah. So I wonder if there will be, like, uh, people still playing uh, the Fisher Post decks. In the tournament practice room. I've seen it. Because <laughs> some of these decks are very sensitive to Temporal Fisher. Yeah, yeah, I've seen people playing it in the tournament practice room. But as a general rule, like a lot of people just don't play that deck in the tournament practice room. I don't know yeah. if it's like an unwritten rule that nobody wants to play against that deck, but... 
they probably have 80% of people quit on them yeah. <laughs> as soon as they play the cloud post. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm the type of player when I'm in the tournament practice room that it, I'll, I'll go into every match, and if it's something I don't necessarily like playing against, I, I won't like it, but I'll, I'll still... I'll, I'll still give the the other player the benefit of uh, a two out of three match. I yeah. mean, that's why you're there. I mean, it's not like you're losing anything in a tournament practice room if you lose anyway. That's why it's called tournament practice. Yes, I can only agree. I mean, just do the two out of three. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I'll, but like with Fissure, if I'm playing against tournament practice room and Fissure comes up, uh, the turn I get fissured, I'm just conceding the game. I wouldn't do that on a daily event, but... Oh, yeah. You know. That makes sense. That makes sense. But, I mean, I've seen seen people, and even with Delverfiend, I've played Delverfiend in the practice room where there's some people that don't like the deck. And as soon as I lay that Kiln Fiend, they just, they, they do, they just, they just concede from the whole match. They don't even want to play. Yeah. It's like, just play it out. It's a turn. Who cares? You know, I, yeah. got, I got something to say about that too, though. Cause sometimes, like, there are certain people who do that, and I know, like, just if I'm playing in the tournament practice room enough, I'll, I'll recognize the names when they come up against me. There are certain guys who will like just concede all the time if they if they come up against a deck that I don't want, and I'll block them or not start the game if they try and enjoy my games or whatever. So you kind of have to learn who those people are. But a lot of people like me are just we want to get in, we want to play some magic, but you know kind of in the middle of making dinner or something like that or the oven beeped or the kid yeah. crying all of a sudden or you know so I'll I mean I will concede matches it's c- probably bad manner but you know it's kind of yeah. what I'm there for I need to I need the flexibility of not being tied to a game so don't, yeah. get, don't get mad at people necessarily for doing that but yeah. if you recognize that somebody's doing that to you well, every time you play them then yeah. yeah then you can get mad at them but yeah well, I understand that. I mean, I've I've had that a few times where it's and having kids is just crazy because it can be completely quiet, completely quiet. Everyone's having a, a fine time playing; they're doing their own thing. You turn MTGO on, you just you just start the game. You're trying to figure out if you keep it in your hand, and all of a sudden, Dad, you can, Dad, can you get me this? Really? Can you do this? <laughs> Really? Hey, honey, can you peel some potatoes? Hey, honey, can you peel some potatoes for me? Hey, I need you to run to the store and get me some milk. Are you serious? I just sat down. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and 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 I, I have, like I said, I'm, I'm guilty of that too. I have had to leave a concede a match that way. But usually, when I have to, I I will type to my opponent, like you know, you know, kiddos, like do something with the kiddos, or I'll I'll explain to them why, you know. Let them know, hey, you know, I'm not trying to be a douche. I gotta go, you know. Yeah. So it's just a common courtesy thing, I think. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, one more observation from the gauntlet: uh, people think uh, the combo is dead now, and I think from looking at the decks in the gauntlet. Uh, I, I can't speak about the viability other than Love Train and Free From Real then, but there are two other notable combo decks that have been eliminated that have strong combos. Uh, the old Midnight uh, Guard, Presence of Gond combo, <sighs> uh, was in a, in a Soul Sistery-like deck uh, called Midnight Sisters, where it had uh, uh, Midnight Guard in the sideboard. Yeah. So you sideboard it into the combo, but I managed to lose the first match against Affinity with that deck. 
And then we had Dom's uh, Project X deck, which uh, used Ivy Lane Denison, uh, Safehold Elite, and the SAC outlet. You got that to work at all? Uh, yes, I won the first round with it and okay. then lost. There are also videos on my YouTube channel with uh, okay. Dom playing the deck, making it work. Okay, because I've when I read the Project X article, I was messing around with that deck and. I could always get two on board, but the third one I'd always get knocked down. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Love Train is that it has blue, so it can sort of draw more cards, it can do more things uh, to survive uh, than Project yeah. X can. So the Golgari shell itself is so weak. Yeah, it is. That uh, you have a hard time surviving. Well, uh, that's uh, the situation in the Gauntlet. Okay. Any thoughts or reflections? Well, I'm interested to see where it goes with the top ten. You already have the top ten there, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Personally, I'm yeah. pushing for Delverfiend, but, you know. I'll uh, do my best. <laughs> yeah. Pushing for Delverfiend just so I can come back and tell these guys they were wrong. It's interesting, though, that you have, like, <laughs> what, four rogue decks in the top ten? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of what I wanted uh, by the whole structure that I, I figured that some rogue decks would make it through, and they are interesting. Uh, one made it through by being voted through, actually. I saw Totti has only won uh, one match in the gauntlet. Uh, yeah. But the other decks are also quite rogue, and still are 3-0 in the practice room. Yeah. I'll, even, I'll even go as far as to say, I'll put up two tickets that Delverfiend's going to win. Ooh. Any takers? Saucy. Uh, <laughs> I'll take it. Two <laughs> tickets. You're on. Okay. All right. <laughs> what happens you know if... What? Uh, <laughs> I, I got a 90% chance to win this one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just two tickets. I don't care. All right. <laughs> That's right. I get some odds. <laughs> I say I just drafted a Boros Reckoner like two hours before the show and won the draft, so I'm good to go too. <laughs> I hear that's a good card. That's a, it's a seven-ticket card. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Peter, I'll put three on green. Three on Stompy. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, the question is: Do I bet against how good Dan is? I think Stompy's probably the best deck in the top ten. But do, I bet, do I bet against Dan's... How, Dan, how good Dan is? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. You stick with, you stick with blue? <laughs> I'm down, Peter. You're on. <laughs> good. <laughs> all right. And so if it happens that like, one of the rogue decks that we didn't call wins, Dan just gets all of this? I think that's fair. It's just two uh, tickets. I don't give a shit. I think I think Chris <laughs> Chris Wait, gets no. it all the way you set yeah, it up. Yeah, I say the way I set it up. Regardless <laughs> of who wins, I'm only losing. I'm losing at max a ticket here. <laughs> I, I think we need a gambling theory lesson here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids, if you're listening to this at home, it's uh, don't gamble. <laughs> oh, don't gamble. I say I've just got I've got pretty good odds here. I think. <laughs> yeah, criminal odds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, next topic right, Next topic <laughs> um, Metagame, the metagame 
Popper, we had a, we had a Popper Classic Daily with uh, Dirge Forty One. He has a Orzov build that went four zero. Um, we'll let Chris. Go. All right, we'll have uh, Peter hasn't said much, that, that, so we'll let Peter read off the list. Okay, so we have his kind of give you a heads up is uh like the old Night Sky mimic deck list. So for the lands we got twenty two of those, two Orzov Basilica, two Orzov Gil or four Orzov Gilgate. Eight planes, eight swamp. Twenty creatures, two of them being blind hunters, four kingpins pet, two morning thralls, four night sky mimic, four nipquillion, and four tithe drinker. And then for other spells, we got two castigates, two doom blades, four divinities, two journey knowers, four pillar of the sleepless, and four unmake. And in the sideboard, we got two apostles blessing, three back back in apparition, two castigate, three duress. Two Echoing Decay and three Guardians of the Guild Pack. Okay. Why um, would you play four Ors of Gilgates and two Basilicas? Shouldn't you play four Basilicas and two Gilgates? Mm, not necessarily. Isn't Basilica a better card in every way? Sort of, but uh, one of the things I've noticed is playing. You know, playtesting a lot of uh, these multicolor mid-range grindy decks is people bring in land destruction against you a lot if they see yeah. Karu lands, and that really hurts. Yeah, the Karu <laughs> lands <laughs> a lot. But uh, won't there be much less land destruction in sideboards? Yeah, yeah. There's going to be less land destruction in sideboards, but uh, with the with Fissure being gone. But uh, I think in this type of meta, though, it's probably correct to run. Four guild gates and two of the Kari lands. Yeah, it's my theory anyway. I don't know if that's true. Maybe he. No, I I think the guild gates. I think the guild gates are just better when it comes to they're not as big as targets as a as a bonus land. Yeah, probably as you start seeing like everyone start changing their sideboards up from having all the land destruction stuff in there. Like in this case, he'd probably switch two extra guild gates over to two extra basilica. Basilica's, but until then, he's probably going to play it safe this way, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so I shared the link with you of uh, Dirge41 here. It seems like he is a very heavy black control player. If you look at all of his placing decks, they all have black. He really likes the black. Kidding. Yeah. <laughs> See, like, he's got uh, the two under the black-white listings that he's got there are Demir posts, and then he's got further on down the list. It's more, like, post-based control decks, and Stuff like that. So he's definitely like a black control player. And I think that's probably how he got a 4 0 with this, is he's just a good black control player. Yeah, he knows how to play black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, I've played against this deck a couple times in dailies, and I always just completely crush them with Delphers, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pillar of the Sleepless. Uh, that card is awesome. Popedalis too often. <laughs> yeah. I like that card, though. It's fun. Yeah. A pacifism plus. <laughs> nickel and dime, nickel and dime. Basically. <laughs> yeah. I think Castigate is... Uh, actually, if I played any Orsov deck, I would immediately include four Castigates. Uh, for the casting so cost, it's really good. Really good card. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Hey, that's a nice counter spell. Guess what? It's gone. <laughs> oh, forever. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. 
Um, I, I think what really, like I was talking to Dan earlier, but I think what really puts uh, this deck over the top compared to the original uh, Mimic deck, the original Night Sky Mimic deck, is the fact that we've got, we're seeing for eight, eight. eight extort cards in here. I think yep. extort really takes this deck to the next level and just really pushes it over the hill. You know, really, really makes it. So you know, it was cut for the extort cards, more blind hunters than morning thralls, and yeah. something else. Yeah. yeah, it looks better. Yeah, it does. I mean, the extort really, really accompanies this deck well. I mean, it just you can stay alive longer. And I've I've played extort. I've played. I've, I've my friend Shane. He is notorious with the extort decks. He loves playing extort decks, and uh, let me tell you, it, it's it's. Playing against extort is god awful annoying. <laughs> oh my god! It's like I've like I've played him with my Delver with my Delver list and his extort list and his is, he doesn't even use the Night Sky mimic. He his version is just straight up extort. Like the whole deck is extort and yep. uh, winning and losing again. If you beat him and if he beats you with the deck. It, it's it's aggravating to win or lose. You just end up get being just aggravated the whole time. So after you win, it doesn't even feel like it was worth it being that frustrated and pissed off. <laughs> it's like, God! Uh, where do you find a use for Echoing Decay in today's metagame? Fairies. Huh? Fairies. It's really, yeah, it's it's really good against Delver. Echoing Decay is really good against Delver. Uh, you know, you're thinking yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I've done it a million times where I'm like, okay, well, I have two spell stutters on board, so I can spell stutters chittering rats or whatever, and so I'll try and do that, and then he echoing decays my spell stutter, and now he like I don't know four for one to me there. <laughs> so Ouch. it's like <laughs> it's it's completely devastating. Uh, then it can also just like randomly get spire golems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because so. I, I cut it after Storm was uh, the Great Shot Storm decks were banned, and I, I've never missed it since then. <laughs> yeah. It has its uses. I mean, there's enough decks out there that run. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the list. It's, uh, but do you guys think this is more of a flash in a pan, or do you think this deck could stick around with the, with the, or the, the, ban, the bannings? Uh. Maybe maybe the uh, extort things help, but uh, in one of the David Schaffer classic art kills, there are like the things you shouldn't brew with in Pauper because they're hopeless, and Night's Game mm -hmm. Mimic is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a series of things, right? Uh, there, were, there is uh, the Cloud of the Dominus deck, the blue red one. Yeah. And there, for all the enemy color pairings, uh, somewhat from olden times. Mm hmm. Has been tried so many times. Yeah. But the one argument for this deck is the extort. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this I deck. Said, I say, like, sorry. this this deck is just going to play out basically like a mono black control deck with a little bit more aggro elements. Uh, but, like, the aggro elements of it just are just not that good, right? Nip Gwillian is just a horrible creature on its own. Uh, the, only, yeah, the only time Nick Williams decent is when you throw an edge on her. Yeah, yeah. And, and same thing with like Tithe Drinker. Tithe Drinker's a pretty bad creature on its own, uh, as far as Popper's concerned, anyway. Yeah. Um, 
you know, so like, eh, I think this is this is like a tier three strategy, right? Maybe it's maybe it'll show up every once in a while, but yeah. So in other it's words, it's not going to be a top contender continuously. No, uh, but so, yeah. if you scroll down, like, what's really interesting about this daily is how many control decks are you know these control decks that are actually lose that lose to fissure. Uh, like I'm looking at making smarts play making smart plays is three one list. It's uh just a blue black control list. It's not trinket. Uh, it's just like a very grindy control deck, and he went three one on this in a fissure dominated environment. But oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you look at like n- right under it, you got puppets list, which is a mono blue control list, and four with these, yeah, four yeah. main deck in in some bloods. Yeah. Uh, then you got like two mono blue control lists under it, and you know mono blue control also has a not that good of a matchup against Fissure. It can disrupt Fissure, but it's just not as fast as like <laughs> like I was saying. These uh these control lists are beating through Fissure regardless. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think we're starting to see in these dailies that being at the banning is going to happen. People are starting to shy away from the deck and try something new. Yeah, you know, they're 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 knowing it's going away, so why keep doing it? But I, I think the last week, the last daily before Fissure is the Fissure, Fissure and uh, or the Temple Fissure and Poster Band, you're going to see a massive daily where it wins a lot because people are going to get their last throws with the deck in before it bans. So yeah, the the last days before the, the last banning, yeah, here was like storm, 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 storm yep. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so that 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 that's just the way it is. That that's just, that just happens. But uh, that actually kind of leads into our next topic, which is uh, our predictions of where classic popper meta is going to go post banning of Vision Post. So let's start with uh, Chris. What do you think is going to happen with the decks in the meta? Alright, so typically after a banning, and I think this happened with Storm 2, Delver is the number one deck that people will go back to. Especially when you uh, ban a very skill intensive deck, like they banned Storm, right? Storm was pretty skill intensive. Uh, yeah. You know, the Grape Shot and Empty the Warnings decks. So a lot of the Storm players just, you know, they moved over to Delver because it was safe. And, you know, if you're a good player, you typically just go over to Delver. It's a safe thing to play. Uh, I think it's probably going to happen too with the Fissure decks, but Fissure's a little bit more control oriented, so maybe these uh, Fissure players are just going to go over to different forms of control decks like Teachings or Trinket or you know Mono Blue Control, but maybe yeah. but a lot of them are probably going to go over just over to Delver. Yeah. Uh, so I think you know Delver's going to get a pretty big influx, which means. Or Delver's gonna get a pretty influx, and you're gonna you need to fill you need to fill the control gap. Yeah. Uh, so what I think is you're gonna see a new deck rising. That's probably gonna be some form of blue black control. That just seems to work the best in a creature dominated environment. Yeah. Uh, whether that's trinket or teachings or you know just a straight up value blue black control deck, don't really know yet. Yeah. Um. I think, yeah, with all the edict effects coming in, you're probably going to see a big decline in uh, Delver Fiend and Hexproof decks, too. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. It's, uh, I think Delver, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I kind of agree with that. 
But Chris put it pretty square on. You're gonna have those people that are gonna move to shift over to Elver because it is the safe deck to go to, especially if you are a skilled player. Otherwise, we fall control because we're also losing uh, Isipos and stuff. So yeah. you're gonna see a couple more of those aggro decks show up more too. And like you said, you're gonna find that one. People are gonna be brewing until they find the one new control deck that's that can grind you, grind you out control that kind of that fills the void that uh, Cloud Post had. Yeah. Great. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Repeat everything have, you just uh, said. <laughs> no, I will say something else instead. <laughs> Uh, because I have, before I started this, uh, we started recording, I talked to a uh, uh, who wants to remain anonymous, but he made s some statements here. I also have Deluxecoif online here, uh, on Magic Online, uh, m telling me things about the new metagame, but there, uh, that I cannot name. But it's a guy I respect, he didn't want his name to be outed. He says the following. Uh, he thinks the format is not as wide open as people think, uh, that people will go crazy, but it's not at all as wide open as people think. He thinks Delver and Affinity will be the big winners of the first weeks. Yeah. And uh, he mentions an interesting Infect deck with Corpse Curve and Blight Widow, so an Infect control build that I have not seen. And that's pretty much the content of, of it. Also, directly from the Luxicoif here, uh, I ask him, what do you think the new metagame will contain? And he answers, everything. <laughs> he says, teachings, blue-black teachings will be the new control deck and making smart plays list that we mentioned from the daily. Uh, goblins will rise and Shafawafa's kitty build will grow in popularity. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's actually a really good control deck, too. Yeah, it is. So that's it from Magic Online. Reporting okay. as it happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and our men in the field. Oh, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Back to you, Nate. Basically. Alright, back to me. Um, I. I want and, and say that, uh... Well, seriously, no, I'm cutting... No, 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 you're fine now. Oh, bad. Ah, right, you're fine now. Um, I, I feel... I, I guess I'm going to be the optimistic one here. I agree with most everything you guys are saying. But I feel that, uh, regardless of how bad the Urzas are going to be, people are still going to try it. And it's... If I've seen anything today, it's already proven Anyway... For most post players who really want to play that a lot of mana, a, a deck with lots and lots of mana, Urza is the next logical step, and I really feel that some people are going to go out on a limb and think outside the box and try something new. So, I'm kind of interested to see what happens with that. That and the 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 Magic player who's been playing this game for almost 20 years feels that I feel the same way. It's like I want to see Urzas come back. I want to see someone really do something with Urzas. <laughs> so it's it's a card that I think hasn't fully been explored. I think more can happen with that with that with those cards. It's just a matter of somebody doing it. So that's kind of how I feel about it. See, like my problem with that is uh, Delver is going to keep a lot of these junk decks in check. 
right? All these people like brewing with Urza's lands and stuff. Like Delver's just gonna say, yeah. "Nah, you can't do that. I'm sorry." <laughs> you know, yeah, Del- Delver says ninja. no. <laughs> Delver says no. Ninja says no. Delver uh, says no. But I mean, yeah, it's just like I said. Like, I'm, 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 I'm in some ways like uh, like the way uh, Chris, like uh, Chris Plummer was. I'm I'm always the optimistic when when <laughs> a banding happens to see something new. But yeah, um, I'm gonna. I I completely forgot about Infect. Um, I think Infect, being that the meta might slow down a little bit, has a chance that an Infect Infect that could sneak back into the mix. Um, I mean, it's, it remains to be seen, but there might be a small chance that an Infect deck might creep up there and do something. So Corp, it's something to look out for. Actually, corpse curry is actually quite a problem for control decks. Yeah. It wasn't used that much in the old Infect builds, but it is really yeah. a problem. Mm. So, corpse. It, 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 it remains to be seen, and it should be interesting to see. So... I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens from here on out after after October bannings. So yeah, it will be we'll so much what fun. Happens. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. That's that's just it. Um, but anything else Chris, anyone wants to Chris, say? When is uh, when is the first uh, daily after the downtown usually? Uh, the Wednesday daily. I think it's at like ten thirty. Uh, 10:30 a.m. So uh, hold on a sec. Hold. Uh, I'll, let me check the calendar here. Luckily, it's almost already up. Uh, so Wednesday we have maintenance begins at 8 a.m. and it's scheduled to be back online by 10 a.m. However, um, the first popper daily is at 12:30 p.m. Uh, so. Four out, four and a half hours after maintenance begins, is when the first popper daily happens. Well, I'll try to play that. That will be interesting. What are you taking? Trinket. Of course, you're taking trinket. Yeah. <laughs> what am I thinking? Of oh, course, you're taking trinket. I'm probably, gonna, I'm gonna probably gonna take a mono blue control. Yeah. Yeah. I like the oh, deck. Right. Always like the deck. I just didn't like the Fissure matchup. Yeah. Yeah, most people didn't like the Fissure, ma- Fissure matchup, so that's why it's getting banned. <laughs> yep. Um. Next, we have Heroes of the Web, and being that uh, my reading sucks, apparently, um, we're gonna let Chris do Heroes of the Web. What? All right. Here's here's the web segment of our show where we uh, discuss all the interesting creatures that inhabit the internet. Uh, it doesn't have to be Magic the Gathering related, but it helps if it is. And today's Heroes of the Web is Carador from Theros. I don't know what that is. Nate, you can take that over. I haven't clicked on this link yet. Okay, I guess I'm going to read it, I guess. So just hang with me here. Um, Cardor, it's an EDH deck. Uh, Cardor, it's called Card Cardor from Theros. Um, let's see here. This is what the first page, the first um, the written thing. Uh, so I'm building an EDH deck for Cardor Ghost Chieftain right now. By the way, awesome general to play around with an EDH. And I was I was bored, so I looked at his his 
looked at his little bio on the foldout from the old commander precon he was in, and it it's read as this: Once a high chief of the Nation Centaurs, Cardor was slain in a great battle. Now Cardor haunts the valleys of his birth, an embittered king of the realm of realm and what realm? Realm of wraiths and shades. Wraiths and shades. He gathers ghostly minions for his for an assault on the rival war chief who deposed him. Um, Nashan Centaurs. Now we've seen the future site card called Nashan Centaur and Nashan Corsair, a vanilla centaur that wasn't special. Now we know there are centaurs on Theros. Duh. Duh. Well, I think this was written before the period before the the, the spoiler, but there are. But there are on a lot of other planes as well, such as Ravnica recently, though we got spoilers of Theros Green creature called Nashanasp, a large snake from a, from the plane. Is this enough of a connection to say that Cardor could be from Theros, or perhaps a member of the Erebos realm, who escaped the haunts of the li haunts the living areas of the plane? Is is there any chance we may see him get a re get a reference? get a reference to him during this block um yeah this article kind of goes on it's uh basically everyone really goes into the the mythos of the new new block which is why i kind of chose it just because we're we're theros is coming out um but later on it gets uh it gets to the point where people are just just being ridiculous <laughs> your classic um, push the glasses up now yeah. you're wrong because you see, and then the old good old fashioned <laughs> shit fight back and forth. Yeah, and the fight and it all comes down to a big uh, nerd argument about uh, something that is completely fake in general, and it's just a game. <laughs> but yeah, it's like I said, it was just that these. I'm I don't know how Chris finds these things when he was doing the Heroes of the Web. I'm finding it really hard, so I apologize if a lot of this is kind of dry. <laughs> okay, I think I have figured this out. Nessian Corsair, which is a reference to Nessus, a centaur from Greek mythology, was presumably flavored in such that future sight to tease at the future possibility of Greek or Greco-Roman themed block. But of course this was long before any was planned. Alright, I'm done. <laughs> you can't finish that. I don't blame you, sir. That entire post was going downhill very, very, very quickly. Yeah, it was. You can tell it was. It's, uh, how many pages is it here? It's, it's four pages. It's four pages. But it's a lot funnier if you read it in a nerd voice. Yes, it oh, is. Yeah. Uh, I can have a try. Yeah. Apparently, I missed the memo where they declared Theros to be partly inspired by Monty Python. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> but that's and I Bog like Brew Witch makes it into this somehow. How does Bog Brew Witch make it into this argument? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. It's a corset card. It isn't. What? No. <laughs> now people are m mentioning rabbits and badgers and what? What? How do? I don't get it. <laughs> Bog Brew Witch. What page is Bog Brew Witch referenced on? That's ridiculous. Is that the first page? No, Second it's on the third page. page. There, there's page? something to do with flavor, and that's why Bogbrew Witch works with the Newt and not the Thrall. <laughs> and that's why Delbro Seeker turns into Fly and not the Spider. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I think wow. we're just going to cut it off right there. <laughs> we're just going to be done <laughs> <Yes>. with this. <laughs> um, uh, we don't really have much comments and feedback that I've seen um, so far here. I didn't see anything. Nothing on. I checked uh, I checked out on the uh, forums. I've checked uh, on email. Other than uh, correspondence back with uh, Wilhouse sending some stuff back and forth, and one with Dan, of course, we had on today. Um, really haven't, yeah, so it's been pretty silent. I think there's good cause for it, though, being that Theros is coming out, and nobody really knows what to expect right now. I think that's fair to say. But uh, it's the time we, of waiting. Yeah, it is pretty much time of waiting. So there's a lot, of, not a lot of news coming out right now. So the, so it's really it's contents a little bit more of a lot of speculation um basically though there is one thing and uh that's kind of my own little observation is uh well we said we were gonna wait on the brew of the month until we had the full set of theros we have the full set of theros now so i kind of want to leave this up uh you, the, until next week theros comes out um I'd like to see what uh, the listeners want us to brew this month. So, just kind of get your your feedback out there, comments. Let us know what you wanna wanna brew the for a brew of the month this week or this coming month, so we can uh, get back on that because it seems like everyone wants to do that or likes likes hearing the brew of the month. Um, I would prefer a standard brew right now because Theros is just coming out, and it uh, seems like standard popper. Shaking up the metagame on standard popper is going to be pretty interesting, more than the classic side. So, well, yeah, but we've got the classic side banning fissure, which yes, opens up, do. which opens up the control window. So, yes, it does. So we have that too. So, so we could just, argue uh, for brewing classic here. Yeah, we could. Um, so just uh, listener, you if you're a listener out there and you have an idea, pass it on to us. You, I mean, you got. Uh, you got Chris and you got uh, Chris, me and Peter, and every and we're all we're online. You can always catch us online or whatever. Check us out there or let us know what you want to do. Um, but uh, with that, anyone have anything else to say? Good. Okay. Very good. Um, I want to thank Dan for being a being a guest this week. Uh, we Grant, that's who it was. Grant Champion. Wanted right. it does not like the banning of uh, of oh, yeah. Poston Fisher. So we're gonna try getting Grant on, and we're gonna let him spew his hatred for the bannings. So Sweet. Grant, if you're listening to this, like, give me a get a hold of us or somehow, so you, you can uh, go on a rant. We'll let you rant. <laughs> 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 we'll give him his uh we'll have a special guest spot instead of uh you know five minutes of hate with Mike or whatever we'll have like five minutes of hate with Grant <laughs> just let Grant go off <laughs> God <laughs> so but uh you can reach us through uh Twitter you can reach us through MTGO through the uh, the the um, popper to the people at gmail.com. How can they get a hold of you, Chris? I am at cweaver8518 on Twitter or cweaver on MTGO. Okay. Uh, Peter, how can they get a hold of you? 
Uh, on MTGO, I'm Midnight03. And no Twitter account yet, huh? Nope. nope. <laughs> Guild Times. Uh, first, thanks for having me again. It's always really fun to be on the show. No uh, people can reach me at uh, MagicGathStrat on Twitter, uh, or on MagicGatheringStrat on YouTube, Pure and PureNTGO. I also run this little website called mtgostrat.com where I uh, sort of look at the site a hundred times a day so I can easily <laughs> be fine there. <laughs> okay. Um, you can find me on Twitter at NAYunkin and, uh, and you count at MTGO. Um, you can always hit me up on, uh, on Popper to the People's email address being that I spend a lot of, a lot more time paying attention to our forums now than I used to because I have to because the boss said so um <laughs> aww poor Nate <laughs> but no I'm just kidding I was picking on Chris a little bit there and I'll hear about it <laughs> but uh so I guess that's a show um see you guys all next week <laughs>